powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg, the first ever Game Over Winnipeg in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we are previewing a Winnipeg Jets win over the Vegas Golden Knights. I am so fired up right now. Before we get into everything, um, get in on the action and make your bet with sports interaction every hit every shot every goal if you had bet on the winnipeg jets being the only team from canada to win game one you're a millionaire right now leafs <laughs> loss oilers loss jets win i'm so fired up right now i'm joined by nick brady and brian and it's going to be awesome with competitive odds the best live in play and more ways than ever to get into the game like minute madness our exclusive game with so many opportunities to win by the minute Download the app in Ontario using the QR code that you can see at the bottom of the screen or head to sportsinteraction.com slash SGPN to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly, especially in the playoffs. Things can get pretty crazy. Seek out the resources if you need them. Lads, Winnipeg does win game one. How are we feeling today? Oh, my oh baby. <laughs> oh, fire. Unreal. And what, what a game. Like, genuinely, what a game. You, I... I don't think I could have asked. I don't think anyone could have asked for a better uh, game from the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Uh, obviously, stealing a game in uh, in L er, not L A. Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I'm speechless at how I did not expect this. Well, I did, but I didn't. But how are you guys feeling tonight, Nick and uh, Brian? Was that their best game in 2023? Like that was that was picture perfect, almost right from the beginning. Like. There, Did they flick the switch? Is the flip the is there a switch to be flicked? That was incredible. That third period they allowed two shots, one of them in the last minute. Who is that team? We saw that team going to shell all year. Who is that team? Uh, unreal. I I, unreal. I can't believe it. Cause this was a game where, like, in, in my brain, the the way I cooked up how the Jets would win this is, you know, getting a couple good goals as they did, you know. Uh, but Connor Halbuck absolutely stealing the show. Um, which don't get me wrong, he played great. He like he had some phenomenal saves tonight. Uh, absolutely kept kept the Jets in it. But like, wow, the, the the third period, man, like that third period was a work of art. Just mm-hmm. mwah, perfect. I honestly like. I remember thinking, and I didn't say it out loud because you never do that. But I remember thinking about halfway through the period, like I don't actually recall like a clean zone entry from Vegas for the bulk of that period. It was essentially they crossed the red line. And then, I mean, it it felt like it was that third line constantly just being like, oh, uh, we will take that from you. And you don't need that anymore. Um, I just, I truly don't recall a point where I, we saw such just an unreal shutdown that actually worked. There's been a lot of times that we've seen them try and, you know, shut everyone down and they just, you know, turtle. That was exactly what you needed to do while also not just you know giving up too much so i i i i'm I'm speechless in the best possible way because i can still talk about it but i don't know how to articulate how awesome that just it it just unreal i I want to piggyback off your point there with the neutral zone because i was i was watching that too and the one thing I was kind of worried about coming into the series was whether the Jets D could kind of handle a four check. If Vegas was going to be heavy on the four check, and we've seen them kind of fall apart, like you kind of brought up there, like in the neutral zone in that third period, the Jets outnumbered them, forced dump ins, and the D were getting back there and sending it right back out, which is something we we haven't seen all year. It was it was great to see that third period was incredible. 
for sure. Absolutely. And, and the chat's really going off right now. And Brian, you mentioned it about uh, Adam Lowry, that third line and everything. Like you said, they were letting absolutely nothing happen, which is always what you want from the third line. That's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they weren't just not letting anything happen. Like Mason Appleton, Adam Lowry, like in the offensive zone tonight, they were having a ball out there. They were having a ton of fun. Um, and they were extremely effective on all ends of the ice, which was so helpful. And they contained Vegas so well in that third period, better than I've ever seen this Winnipeg Jets team contain any team, even some of the, you know, 32nd in the league place teams that they play this year. Two shots when you're down in game one at home of a playoff series. Are you kidding me when you're the favorites? Like there are so many variables that, you know, that's unacceptable. If I'm a Vegas fan, I'm freaking out right now, but I'm I'm not. I'm not a Vegas fan and I'm having the best time of my damn life. <laughs> you you didn't even touch on the fact that they are the best team in the league this year at third period comebacks. Like how like mm. oh my god. Like I I I again, I, I'm not gonna be very articulate this episode because like I'm just like just stu <laughs> like stunned. I'm so happy. I'm so I'm like speechless, but in like the good way, and as opposed to some of the other times I've been speechless on this show. Um, I was super interested to see how these two teams were going to match up, uh, especially considering the way that kind of uh, Bruce Cassidy has the Vegas Golden Knights playing uh, their defensive system. They tend to be a team that doesn't really mind allowing zone time. Um, and, but they are really good at trying to keep the shots from outside. And obviously we all know the Winnipeg jets this year, uh, have run their offense completely through their, their defense. Um, so I was interesting to see how that was going to work out. Uh, if the jets were going to be able to penetrate the, uh, the, the center of the ice and score some goals. Um, but tonight, I guess we kind of saw more or less a lot more rush chances that the jets were capitalizing on, which we, I feel like we haven't seen a lot this season. Um, it's been a lot of overpassing this and that, but, uh, just I I'm so confident feeling the rest of the season this series I know it's one game um but wow like I just the way that the Jets were able to shut down Mark Stone uh Jack Eichel like you had you had Adam Lowry stapled to that Jack Eichel line and boy oh boy he that that man I'm I, I'm just I'm I don't know I'm stunned how do you guys feel about this matchup uh especially after seeing game one I Go ahead, go go for it, Brian. Yeah, um, my whole thing was I was concerned if the game was played at five on five that they wouldn't, you know, handle it as well, and it would be heavily up to Hellebuck. At five on five tonight, it was just an absolute onslaught at all times. Like, and not to mention their penalty kill, just outstanding. It like that that too many men kill. I I didn't feel stressed at all and there was two minutes left in the game yeah. like it's i don't i i truly i i watch it was just a a work of art is it's really like it's the the best way to look at it. like i i've honestly had a lot of like i mean we we talked about it on uh when we recorded the podcast earlier this week shameless plug by the way um <laughs> We we talked about how they had the uh, the special teams advantage with the penalty kill in Vegas's like bottom half power play and there was, but we also were talking about how there's legitimate reasons to drink the Jets Kool Aid. I'm happy I did because man, uh, it was spiked because I'm feeling something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a little bit of a different approach. I wasn't as concerned about the five-on-five five uh, series, because if you did look down the stretch, the Jets were a dramatically better five-on-five five team than Vegas, but Vegas was getting all these saves from guys like Laurent Brissot, John Quick, and they were shooting the lights out. They were shooting 12% as a team. 
So I, I kind of looked at this series as if the Jets continue building on what they've done, um, they're going to control the game at 5-on-5. Five five. And, you know, when you have Connor Hellebuck and a team shooting the lights out, I like that matchup for, for Winnipeg. I just didn't think it would be as lopsided as we saw it today at 5-on-5. Five five. Like, the Jets transitioned very well compared to Vegas, which is not something we could say all year. You got contributions all up and down the lineup. And Connor Hellebuck made the big saves he was needed to make, but he wasn't the, the reason today. So I think you got to be confident with that in mind. You're muted, Liz. Hello? Yeah, no, sorry. My internet's being kind of goofy, so I just wanted to be careful. Um, I was just yelling <laughs> at my sister. Um, but so obviously we can sit here and we can just lose our minds over so many good things that happened in this game. Um, and I feel like we probably have a lot of the similar things that we, we want to touch on. But I'm going to challenge everyone to come up with a plan player of the game and talk a little bit about who that player was. Uh, I'm going to start by going with the guy on the back of my wall right now. I want to talk a little bit about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Man, oh man, did that guy look exactly how I wanted him to look going into this playoff series. We knew this guy could be an absolute enforcer and a difference maker. And my thing with Pierre-Luc Dubois is that he's dual faceted in the sense that he can agitate and, and be an aggressor and, you know, piss teams off, which is really important in playoff hockey because you can draw a lot of calls. You can, you know, wear teams down in that. But his whole beauty is that on the flip side of that, he's also a skilled player who can score goals too. Cause a lot of teams have guys who are one or the other, right? And we have guys who are one or the other as well. You know, we're, we're no exception as a hockey team, but that guy did both of the things that he needed to tonight. That snipe on the second goal. He had a couple of fantastic passes, particularly to Kyle Connor um, game winning goal. Of course is always a ton of fun, super happy for him. But if that player can continue to play the way that he did tonight, Oh my gosh. Like, if I'm any team in the West, I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified. Um, Nick, who was your player of the game? You, you already you beat me to the punch. It was it was definitely PLD. You know, I like to bug you and slander him a little bit with you know the stuff coming this summer. But he was exactly what you would be hoping for from that number one C. He's been given that role now with Shifley on the wing, and he just took over that game at times and both physically and like you say with your skill. Uh, I love to see it. Honorable mention to the Adam Lowry group, obviously. That's a big matchup, especially when Vegas loaded up the Eichel-Stone-Stephenson line, uh, which we saw a lot quicker than I expected, but I was expecting to see it at some point. And I think that's another thing to be optimistic about if you're the Winnipeg Jets. If they load up that top line, I like our depth against Vegas. Absolutely. Uh, Brian, how, how about you? Who's, who's, your, who's your player of the game? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm swinging down to that third line, and I'm giving it to Adam Lowry. I uh, just... First of all, punctuates it with the empty netter and then absolutely just killing them at the end there with the the fifth goal. Uh, I, I thought that the some of the work that him and the rest of the line did was just outstanding tonight. The effort level on that line was just a tier above everyone else on the ice. And they, not only that... The effort aside, the the absolute the, the hockey IQ seemed to jump up a level too. They just they knew exactly where they needed to be at all times. There was never a point where they were on the ice and I was like, oh, they made a stupid mistake. The closest thing to that was because uh, you know they would miss a shot on goal because they were pressing against Vegas's best players. Like, and that's that's insane to me. And like they all played close to twenty minutes, if not uh, at twenty minutes. Um, you can't see it. It's off camera right now, but I've got my, my Adam Lowry Jersey, uh, proudly displayed, uh, you know, in the closet right now. So, um, no, I, I thought that that line was just outstanding. Brady, who's your guy? 
Oh man, I, I I expected to have to choose between two and let one of you guys pick one of them. Um, my two guys I want to I want to mention, which I agree with every single point you guys made on on all the players you said. Uh, the two I was going to choose between was Morgan Barron and uh, Mason Appleton. Uh, we we have to talk about it. I mean, like the Morgan Barron one is is yeah. insane guy <laughs> first off uh you know nikolai ehlers is out so he kind of gets bumped up the lineup to play that third line and uh and absolutely should. absolutely ran yeah exactly as he should he's been fantastic uh since honestly all of 2023 I i've absolutely loved his game and and the effort he's brought uh he's really turning into kind of like a cop 2.0 in my opinion um I, I love what he's been bringing to the game. And today, I mean, first off, comes in uh, already playing like real hard on that third line. And then, of course, we all know the guy gets, gets uh, you know, cut by Laurent Brassois' skate. And, um, excuse me, I, I do want to give a little shout out to uh, Chandler Stevenson for recognizing the fact that, uh, you know, Morgan Barron was cut and pulling him off there and trying to make sure that he got uh, attended to immediately. But, uh, Morgan Barron, you know, leaves the game for the rest of the first period, comes back in the middle of the second period with the cage, and Sean Reynolds on the broadcast is saying uh, an estimation of uh, over 75 stitches. I don't know if he misspoke. I think everyone on Twitter was losing their mind, uh, and and I can't wait to see the Facebook, Facebook memes uh, as, you know, the classic, like, hockey player stays on the ice after breaking leg, uh, and uh, LeBron <laughs> leaves game after getting a finger cramp. Um, but man, like Morgan Barron, despite missing time in this game, getting cut in the face, getting all the stitches, coming back out with a cage, he was one of the best players in, in regards, like he created, uh, the, the third most, uh, expected goals for the Jets tonight, um, brought a lot of speed to that third line, used his physicality, um, and also in, in regards to that, you know, the, the, the expected goals, Adam Lowry was first with, uh, a, you know, 1.71, but I mean, I think that's what an empty net goal, uh, from inside the crease will do for you. But, uh, regardless, like I can't overstate how good Morgan Barron was tonight. Um, and I do want to give an honorable mention to Mason Appleton too. That guy was absolutely flying tonight. He probably could have had two goals, uh, where he just kind of got stuffed on the goal line, but, uh, all around that line, the the Baron uh, uh, Lowry Appleton line was phenomenal tonight. Oh, absolutely! And I I want to give an extra player shout out to. I thought Dylan Samberg had a good game too. He kind of slayed out there. He it was looking pretty good on the back end. A quiet good as always, but um, beat me to so it. Great. We're having a great time. It. Love this, but on the not so good side. So Noah's in the chat and he says that Rick bonus post game. I'm gonna read you guys this quote. There was no setback on Ehlers, but we just didn't see the progress we wanted. Medically, he wasn't ready to play. He will have the same status for Thursday. Does that mean he's not going to play Thursday or the same status isn't like we're going to check him before the game and see if he's good to go? I think day to day, I, would yeah, I think that means yeah. game time decision as he was today. Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. That's fine. But not having Nikolai Ehlers tonight was obviously going into this game. I was mortified. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about the special teams. Actually, I, we, we can talk a little bit more about the penalty kill in depth. You guys obviously hit the nail on the head. It was unreal tonight. It was so good. It made that Vegas power play, which isn't great at the best of times, but it made him look awful. I was terrified of the Winnipeg Jets special teams tonight, um, or pardon me, the power play, because we know how they've been struggling without Nikolai Ehlers. And when they put him back on that first unit, things got a lot better. And I was like, oh God, what are they going to do tonight? I actually didn't mind the way the power play looked. I disliked a couple of parts of the setup and, and Blake Wheeler I was struggling with. I don't know why Mark Shifley spent so much time below the goal line. There were a couple of things I wasn't loving, but 
maybe I'll throw it to Brady. What what did you think of the power play tonight? I thought it was a lot better than I was expecting, considering Nikolai Ehlers was out. Yeah, I I thought it was pretty good. I think I think fundamentally they they got a decent amount of chances. Obviously, you'd like for them to score uh, when they get those two power plays in the first period back to back, like that. You know, if 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 we're sitting here after a loss, that's probably one moment where I look at and go, uh, you had a chance to you know kind of put the pedal to the metal right at the start and you know get Vegas Vegas uh, you know on their back heels, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's probably a meme at this point. I always harp on Blake Wheeler, but man, that I just, oh, he's just, he's just so bad on the power play now. Like usually when a guy's age, you expect them to, you know, uh, you know, lose their, lose their skating, you know, not be as fast as they usually are, but, uh, but usually keep their hands. Whereas Blake Wheeler, man, that guy cannot handle a puck. Um, there, there was one where he like kind of tried to pass it across to Morrissey on the, you know, on the top of the blue line and just kind of like made a weird fumbly pass to him luckily Morrissey was able to recover it but then also he had it on the wall in the left wall there and he tried to make a pass and just kind of like bobbled the puck and just gave it away um you know my classic harping on on Wheeler for everything but hey he scores a goal today uh and all around I thought he was okay but uh but it is it is very noticeable that he is someone that you know other teams could potentially target because he doesn't really deal well with pressure um and uh my only other other uh note was uh Kyle Connor needs to shoot the puck quicker that guy is taking too much time uh looking for you know the perfect shot or anything like that I don't exactly know why but uh but yeah anyways what, what about you guys how did you guys feel on the special teams uh notably the power play I actually so I I, I think that the the biggest thing about the power play looking somewhat alive over the last little while um, has been they're not purely running it through the umbrella at the top at Morrissey. There's a lot more running it down closer to the goal line, and I found that they put Wheeler down there briefly, but he doesn't necessarily stay static ever. Um, so he uh, he was rotating back into his regular spot where he you know gave the puck away a couple times. But um, I uh, I think that running it at least partially from sort of low to high allows you to, you know, throw it up to Morrissey if you need to, to reset, but it also creates space in the middle of the ice. Um, I will say though, uh, what's nice about the, uh, the inclusion of Wheeler on the power play is you get to actually see what happens in his brain when the puck ends up on his stick. Now I feel like there's a slight delay. Like there's like some sort of like internet lag, uh, it, like it used to be so quick where you just snap it across. Uh, and I think that that's why it's nicer when he has the shorter passes from in and around the net, because anytime he tries to f- send it across in the cross ice pass, it's an immediate, you know, turnover. Um, and then quickly Brady, just to bring it back to your Kyle Cotter comment there. Um, I tweeted this out, all of his shot selections scream. I waited too long. This is all I have left. Yep, that's I that's I it. I completely agree. Uh, Nick, how are you feeling? Yeah, I kind of agree with Liz. I was expecting a really really poor power play, and like it seemed disjointed, especially early on. There was a lot of fumbles. There was the Wheeler one. There was a couple in the slot. Um, I think the biggest difference is like for me, what excites me about when Ehlers is on that power play is he comes up near that blue line and drives the net, which is forcing the penalty kill to make an adjustment. And he either sends it over to Kyle Connor for a shot or gets it into that slot from Mark Shifley. With with Blake Wheeler there, it's a lot more stationary. Um, it's a lot more easy to read off of. 
And another thing that we didn't really touch on is when Ehlers isn't on there, it feels like a lot of it gets run through Kyle Connor. And the longer the puck's on his stick, he seems more prone to turn it over in those situations, especially when he shows his back. Teams jump on him as soon as he shows his back because he isn't very strong along the wall, right? So I just think you're missing some of those joints to a to a more positive power play when you are missing a Nick Ehlers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we keep going, I also just want to let everyone know who's in the stream right now. Th- Thank you so much for being here, by the way. We are so happy to see so many people here celebrating this all together. Um, we are so excited. Hopefully we have 15 more wins uh, in the bank uh, to celebrate with you all. But we also wanted to let you guys know that we are raising money for Alphabet Sports Collective right now as a group uh, with SDPN through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Alphabet Sports Collective creates a safe and inclusive environment in hockey for folks of all sexual identities and gender expressions through education, community building, and mobilization. Um, and you can donate to Alphabet Sports Collective with a couple links that we'll have in the chat Robert's dropped one already and we'll add some more throughout the stream. So we're really excited to be supporting them throughout the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Super exciting initiative that's um, supported by a lot of people within SCPN. We're super fired up about it. So really excited to be supporting them as a group. So um, I also kind of want to, you know, we, we, we won't run the show too long. We're going to have so many different things that we're going to want to talk about. And I feel like I could sit here for hours, but what particular points um, do we think we really, really want to see the Jets persist with? You know, the easy answer is all of it. I, there was so much good tonight. But what are a couple of really key pain points um, for Vegas that you guys identified tonight that you think are going to be really important to continue throughout the rest of the series if they want to make it out on top? Who wants it? Who wants to go first? Anyone, anyone jumping at it? I'll uh, I'll take it uh, to start here. I, I It's going to be difficult because... Vegas now has a day to sit with the, how they got absolutely stonewalled at the, uh, the, the red line there. In the neutral zone, they, they had nothing. So they now have a day and a, a bit to figure out why that happened. And I think the key for the Jets to keep this rolling is to adapt to what they've adapted. So if they notice that they're doing something a little different, try and pick up on that. Uh, early if you can because I mean you should expect that they're going to try something else because if they keep trying the same thing over and over again you're just going to get the same result as game one so I think the key is not you know getting away from that Uh, obviously you're not going to get Vegas caught up all the time but if you can even limit their chances even half as much as they did tonight suddenly this, this this series becomes increasingly lopsided and I don't think uh, I expected that at all, but I will take it every day. For sure. Uh, Nick, you want to hop in here? Yeah, I got a few. Uh, I think it was very important to get an early one in because watching Mark Stone today, yeah, he was involved, but that isn't the primetime um, fresh Mark Stone, right? We we know Mark Stone. He's a, a two-way presence. He's picking up. Uh, he, he, he will do pretty well in some of these matchups once he gets healthier. So I think that is something to watch. What I'm really curious about is how Bruce Cassidy approaches the lineup moving forward. Is he going to stack up the Eichel, Stone, Stephenson line moving into games? Which that line, when they are going, is a difference maker. But that, that move would remind me of the, the Canadian Division COVID series with Edmonton, where Edmonton loaded up the big two and the Jets' uh, death beca- began to feast. I think that's what we're set up for here if Bruce Cassidy makes that move. Uh, I'm very curious about who goes in net for Vegas game two. There was already speculation all going into the series, and then Bross has that game where, you know, the first two are nice goals, but, you know, I didn't love the Blake Wheeler goal on him. 
And I think the big quiet conversation here is Rick Bonus with control of the matchups the rest of the way. We saw what he was like in Dallas. He has the goalie like he has in Dallas. If the Jets continue to control the flow of play, I am not worried about this series with Connor Hellebuck and Rick Bonus manning the rest of the way. For sure. Uh, I will hop in here now. What I think they really need to focus on is, uh, well, first of all, if, you know, if at all they do get, uh, you know, any sort of lead, we need to see how they played in this third period, be how they, they, uh, you know, take on any sort of trying to, uh, like maintain a lead. The fact that. Let them cook. The fact, exactly. The fact that they decided that, that today they were they they kept their foot down on the pedal. They pushed and pushed and pushed. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to get shots against when when you're. Uh, sorry, it's it's it, oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even talk. Uh, it's pretty hard to get <laughs> some uh, you know shots on and come back when the other team is constantly shooting the puck at your goalie and and holding you into your own zone. Uh, I loved, absolutely loved the um, the neutral zone play by the Jets. They were great at stifling the the uh, Golden Knights offense. Um, I loved the way that the team really uh, formed around Connor Hellebuck and ensured that you know he wasn't completely left out to dry at the start of the game. I'll admit, like I was a little bit worried. I thought that. Um, I thought that while the Jets weren't giving up a ton of chances, the chances they were giving up were a little bit scary. But of course, we do have Connor Hellebuck back there. So just providing him as much support as possible throughout the rest of this series uh, is going to be key because if, you know, if Connor Hellebuck knows where these shots are going to come from, he should be pretty, pretty, pretty good at saving them, uh, as we have all known forever. Um so yeah, I, I just really want to see the Jets coming out with with fire uh, again. I'm so glad to see them motivated. The big issue we saw over the big stretch there was it just felt like they didn't have they didn't have the the fire under their ass. They didn't have the motivation to go out and play 60 minutes of a hockey game. Tonight we saw them play a full 60 minutes, and that is so so necessary going forward. And uh, and yeah, I don't know like. It's one game, guys. It is only one game, but yeah. but it's how a damn you, good one. But how do you guys feel right now? Do you not feel like this this should be the other way around? That we should be the one who is the one who won the division playing the wild card team? Like Well, like, Frick. And also yeah. just saying, standings wise, the Western Conference entirely upsets throughout game one. Colorado just lost. Edmonton, of course, lost yesterday. We all stayed up for that one. And uh, another overtime with with Dallas losing yesterday. So I'm ready for some more fun matchups and some more fun coming up. This is super great. I think um, Max makes a great point. My our boy Matthew Perrero uh, in the chat saying that Bruce Cassidy probably isn't as well equipped to manage um, the adversity and the adaptation with the line changes as much, just due to you know different experiences and all that kind of stuff. And I think Rick Bonus has the tools. We gotta let him cook, and he's gonna let him cook, and it's gonna be awesome. Um, just out of curiosity, Thursday. Uh, maybe I'll throw it to Brian first. Who starts in goal? What's your pick? I think it's Brassois again, just because uh, up, up until you know that third goal, I, I don't think there was anything much he could have done against you know those shots from Connor and Dubois. Uh, that said, uh, I think there's a very short leash. Uh, if they get down, you know, a couple early on, you know, minimal shots, I think quicks in before the end of the game. Uh, and at the very least, he'll be, I think he'll be the starter for game three if that happens. But um, the thing that's interesting to me is, I don't know if you guys noticed, 
on almost every hard shot that wasn't directly into his chest went through him either under the arm or through the legs or something. Uh, I hope they noticed that and just keep firing it at him because at the very least you're getting some rebounds that are just sitting there. That's it's a miracle that the jets managed to only get the one goal on that with the, the Wheeler one where it was just chaos in front. But um, I mean, early on the, the Baron play that it just fell through him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you have to sort of take advantage of anything that they are giving you. And in this case, it is Laurent Brassois looking a little shaky very early in the series. Yeah, I I want to jump in here because I, I think that that was a, a great point about how leaky he was. Because, like, even before the Jets scored, and yeah, I, I do agree, he didn't really have much of a chance on, well, not much of a chance, but I, I don't think that he, you know, it's he's not to blame on the the two first goals from both Connor and uh, and Dubois there. But, I mean, Mace, like, on the Baron play there, there was even the one where, uh, it was Mason Appleton broken on the right, pass it across to Lowry. Lowry pass it up. To, oh, wait, is that the Baron one? I don't know. There were there were a couple times where Mason or Mason Appleton had the puck like just on the goal line and and was almost able to to put it in. Um, he was absolutely leaky tonight, and uh, and especially with how the Jets have been playing, um, like they they're just a a, a fire everything on the net from wherever. As if they have an open lane, like they love to shoot from the point. They love to, uh, you know, obviously we do see them get their whole like you know pass 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 uh, habit. But uh, when they're playing on, and when Rick Bonus is pushing them to just keep taking shots, uh, I really like their odds, especially against Laurent Brassois, just considering how uh, how much he was giving out uh, in regards to to rebounds and. And as as we all said, he was pretty pretty leaky. Uh, so, go ahead. For for all those reasons you guys just talked about, I'd make a safe bet that quick starting next game. If you look at how Cassidy handled Ulmerk and Swayman last year, who are both guys you'd have more confidence in than Rasuah and Quick at this stage, he had no problem changing them as soon as one guy lost. And with how leaky he was, how many rebounds were just sitting there. I think uh, a coach like that who hasn't necessarily coached a team with bad goaltending on his resume would be able to talk himself very quickly into, oh, Jonathan Quick's won a few cups. Laurent Brassois didn't steal the job. Let's go to Johnny Quick now and see what we got. And I don't know, what's the status on Logan Thompson? Because, you know, he was their guy for half a year. I just haven't seen what's going on there. I think if he's fully healthy, they would try and play him. I think he's still a question mark. Um, mm -hmm. But if I'm Bruce Cassidy, I'm panicking a little bit just because after watching this dominant of a performance tonight, knowing you have next game to react, because if you don't and you go home to the Winnipeg arena, CLC the possibility of a sweep. Are you kidding me with the team that kicked them out of the playoffs when they were the second best team in the NHL in 2018? It's too perfect. If they lose game two, they're toast. They are. And I don't wouldn't normally say that because this is the Winnipeg Jets we're talking about here. And we always yeah. got to be a little careful about things. But mm -hmm. going home with a two nothing series lead when you're wild card two, like, come on, come on. That barn's going to be rocking regardless. And I'm excited. I got some tickets going up. I got some fun outfits planned for all these things. I am just so ready. So excited. I'm excited to stay up late again on Thursday. I'm excited for the matinee on Saturday. I'm excited to watch maybe more than four Winnipeg Jets games this year because there, there's a lot to happen. So I am super, super fired up. Um, Thank you everyone so much for being here before we sign off. um, Brady, you look like you got something to say and we'll give everyone a chance to kind of 
given their last two cents. I was I I just saw this here and I completely forgot about this. Justin Black in the chat goes VGK will go Hill before quick. I completely forgot that they had Aiden Hill. They have um, so many goalies. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Um, when do we see Oscar Dance come back? Um, but I'm just like I'm just curious what you guys think. Do you think that if they do end up running quick next game? Do you think that makes much of a difference, like genuinely? Because, like Jonathan Quick is is the type of goalie that makes a lot of problems for himself, uh, and that's why he has so many highlight reel saves is because he constantly has to, you know, uh, pick up all the pieces when once he you know spills them all. Andre um, Pavlik moment. Andre Pavlik. Yeah, moment. you read my mind again. I was gonna say they're gonna turn him into Andre Pavlik next game. <laughs> like I, I genuinely don't know if that changes much, especially with just how the Jets create and and all the chaos they like to create in front. Like. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't see there being any sort of, um, you know, wild card that that Bruce Cassidy can play onto the table that actually really changes anything unless one Logan Thompson comes back or two Aiden Hill steps in and becomes the the second coming. Uh, I don't know. Do what do you, do you guys have any thoughts on that? I'm just curious. Do you think that Quick would have any sort of uh better? You know, <laughs> nope. <laughs> No. Goalies are voodoo. You never know. You never know. You but never my know. I'm not cuts. I'm not optimistic for him. Yeah. But um <laughs> yeah, we are we are an excited bunch of people. Um Brady and I are super <laughs> fired up that we have um lots of other guests coming on this week and I'm sure if the Jets persist through the playoffs, we're going to be bringing back our our fan favorites and Nick and Brian and all of our buddies uh from Top Line from uh Level Flight podcast and everything in between. Also, I've been really into watching the other Game Over streams. You have Game Over Edmonton and Toronto, of course, because we have some other Canadian markets in the playoffs. A couple of people in the chat have mentioned their streams might not have been as exciting and positive as ours were, but they're going to have some great content coming up as long as their teams are in the playoffs uh who knows maybe maybe the jets maybe we'll be the last one standing brady who knows who knows but we are so excited we'll be back on thursday back on saturday back on monday i maybe I, back on thursday maybe. i don't know i <laughs> i have one thing to i have two words to say and i just want your your uh your thoughts on it canada's team <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say Wagon? Question mark. Oh, true. <laughs> no, hey, this is whoa, Canada's team. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> the, whoa. We're, we're, Easy we're... to root for. <laughs> playoffs guys. are a nightmare. Let's 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 buckle in here a little bit. <laughs> let's buckle down a little bit here. <laughs> no, I'm going full chaos mode. I'm gonna make it everyone's problem, uh, and you know, just you know, hop on. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait if if the Jets lose next game <laughs> and we just come back and just go, everything is off. <laughs> the, this like team stinks. Kate, this team will never win another game. Friends, like the first episode of Friends, um, when Ross shows up at the and it's raining outside, he comes in with the umbrella and he's like, hi. And Joey says, this guy says, hello, I want to kill myself. That's going to be all of our listeners next week <laughs> if we're on, on the next game of Vegas wins. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's, let's not get ahead anticipate ourselves. covering a 6 nothing Winnipeg Jets win. Like, Yes, six <laughs> six goals is the key. That's what the Jets do, <laughs> at least recently. Um, alrighty, are we are are we good to end it here? Uh, anything else we want to throw to any anything else? You guys, what do you guys think? How are we feeling? 
Hey, if, if we come in the Saturday and there there's a goalie controversy, we gotta get like a who's your starter chant going or something. <laughs> oh, Let's yeah. get something oh, you... going. The building's gonna be rocky. Let's fucking bring this chant shit back to Winnipeg, baby. Yo, that would be insane, actually. Oh, I think it will. It... Pass it around. Twitter Let powers. everybody know. If there's a goalie controversy, we gotta get that going. Let's go. If oh. anyone but LB starts on Thursday, running into Saturday, that's who's your starter? Oh, I love it. I, I can hear it already. Get it Those out you in there. the chat, spread the word. Make it happen. Get this, it out there. Let's go. The CLC. I'll be there, so let's go. The CLC is going to be rocking. Uh, guys, thank you so, so much for joining us. Obviously, please do check out uh, Nick on Top Line Media. Please do check out Brian, uh, Level Flight Podcast. Uh, if you're if you're here still, of course, follow follow all of us on Twitter. Our all of our links are in the description there. Uh, donate to Alphabet Sports Collective; they're a fantastic cause. I'll, I'll I'll throw the the link in chat one more time here. And uh, hey, it's one nothing, one game down, one out of sixteen. We'll uh, I guess we'll see you guys Thursday. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. This was a blast. Hopefully, we have as much fun as we did tonight. Next stream, uh, we'll see you there with two uh, two new uh, new guests again. And uh, yeah, I thank you all for tuning in. Have yourselves a wonderful evening. Stay safe. Don't get too rowdy. Don't get too crazy. It's still only Tuesday. I guess Wednesday now. Uh, anyways, enjoy the rest of your week. See you guys Thursday. Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.